Hey, this is Rachel and you are listening to Driving with Jugtown. Today's episode is a bit of a throwback because I tend to interview people when I can and when I actually end up editing them tends to be in the long, long distant future. So you are listening to an interview with Tanya Grissinger from back in October of 2018. We had a really fun conversation. We went on all kinds of rabbit trails. But long story short, Tanya is such an interesting human being because she has had such a wide variety of experiences within the Christian music industry. Everything from performing in parks to auditioning for The Voice to being a worship leader. It's really neat and I had a great time talking with her, so I hope you enjoy this interview. You are listening to Driving with Jugtown, the show about anything and everything, and I may or may not be driving. I have a guest with me, Tanya Grissinger, and Tanya has had quite the experience in the Christian music industry. So we're going to be talking a little bit about her. Actually, it's all about her. Um, It's not all about me, though. It's all about you, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I guess we should start with the fact of, like, how we met. How did we meet, Tanya? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we yeah we met through church. I feel like choir, really. Admittedly, I was very shy in any public setting, so the fact that Tanya and I even managed to connect and become friends is kind of a miracle. I think I'm I'm shy too. Then through choir, we just kind of hit it off, and I don't know, like it, you know, people are like the roast is history, but like really it is because I really don't. It just kind of happened. I know for me, the biggest moment of like for our friendship because I think I had and I actually admittedly I was praying about this I'm like God I'd like to have an actual friendship with Tanya I actually prayed for that and then God was like you're gonna make me cry (laughs) well then then God was like you need to do something about it and then I saw that you posted covers of songs you wanted to do and that was a Sunday that I came up to you and I'm like hey do you want help making music videos on YouTube and then it was like I think it was cool that we were able to do what we love and together and I kind of thought like after you approached me about that like I thought like this is so awesome like Rachel loves music but she also loves filming and like I don't really know how to record or like videos and like I'm making super amateur videos but like she wants to learn how to you know have a way to grow and get better at at videoing and I want to be able to get better and like you know be able to post some quality videos and so it just kind of like it was like a what is it like a symbiotic relationship like I was gonna say a god thing I mean that too but like (laughs) symbiotic relationship I think it's I don't know if that's the word dude that's like sci-fi where an alien creature morphs with a human creature and they become a single thing I mean I don't know which one of us is the alien but (laughs) I'm gonna vote well that yeah that's I think it changes actually the alien is Dr. What the alien is Dr. What oh my goodness does that make Jesse the alien Jesse is the alien, because he's the doctor. Will he be happy that he made this podcast? Yes. If you haven't noticed, at least I feel like we get so excited around each other that we end up interrupting each other. So this podcast and editing could be very interesting. But it works. Hmm. So, (laughs) Tanya. Yes, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, holding coffee. This is formal. It is formal. We have coffee, guys. We need to actually get to talking about what we're talking about. How did this whole love of music start, and what did it look like? So I grew up singing and, and everything, and in high school, um, my inexperience at the time, for sure, get my confidence down as I would 
you know, audition for solos and wouldn't get them. And um, as I entered into college, then I kind of let that that fear and anxiety with that all take over and really stopped being involved in music. I wasn't in choir or anything in college. And I just kind of sang in my room and never really played or sang for anybody. And there was this dear old lady um, at church. Her name was Frida. And uh, she would always, when I'd see her, say, when are you going to join choir? And I always had an excuse because I was in college and I had my classes at the time and it just didn't work out. And then after I graduated, I didn't have an excuse anymore. And so I joined choir eventually, you know, through Frida's kind of pushing. I didn't have an excuse anymore. And as I started choir, I really just found that passion for music again and really just kind of got into it and remembered um you know why I enjoyed that so much and and just really felt the Lord stirring um I didn't know it was the Lord at the time but I really just felt this stirring to like do more with music and started doing some specials and through that joined the worship team and through that met some other young ladies who wanted to start a young adult worship team and so I just really um, found that and just the way the Lord worked all that out was crazy and um, I started feeling the desire to do something with music um, didn't know what that was going to be so I started you know posting some covers and doing some live streams and at the time I was doing all kinds of music and as that process went on I really felt the Lord like kind of stirring in my heart of like I gave you a gift like I want you to use it for me and then I believe it was the winter of I don't know which year it was. It might have been 2014. Jeremy Camp was leading worship and um, at Winter Jam and just worshiping. And I just felt this like sense over me of, I have this for you. Like people always say like, you hear the still small voice of the Lord or you hear the Lord like speak to you. And I'd never like experienced that before. That was the Lord calling me into music ministry. And so when I realized that, I said, Lord, like this is a stadium full of people worshiping you like if this is what you have and I was just a small girl I am a small girl from a small town and really just kind of starting to pray over that and um say Lord like what what do you have here and he's just taken it far beyond what I could even imagine and obviously I'm not playing in stadiums full of people or anything but really just that um surrendering to Lord like you're putting this calling on my life I want to go where you want me to go with this also along that like same line I started as I started with the worship team and getting more involved with that I uh somehow I don't really know how it happened but finding opportunities to go out and and play in the community and it started as me just finding anywhere that would take me any open mics at you know some local um, like pubs and stuff like that and meeting a lot of people that way and um, then as I felt the Lord pushing me towards um, looking into the, the Christian music industry and what that looks like really finding places where I could foster that and Rachel and I also had the opportunity of you know playing at some local coffee shops uh, yes. in town and that's really fun okay, I gotta multiple say multiple times that was like one of my favorite things was performing with you at like different coffee shops yeah I know we had like no crowds. We had a little bit of a crowd, yeah. but like... I mean, it was just like us and our parents <laughs> and maybe like one other friend, but it was still fun. And it's just the experience of it. And I think that's what I learned in that time is it's not about the number of people, but it was just having that experience. We made mistakes. I made mistakes. But like you learned from it. Yeah. We went to coffee shops uh-huh. and what else? There was 
Oh, okay. You've been to a really cool conference. Yeah, I um, this past summer I went to um, a MERS conference. Met some amazing people. Got to sit under um, sessions with Cody Carnes talking about songwriting and. Um, got to listen to, you know, there were some people from Bethel that were there leading worship and they had a session on just kind of uh, creative culture within the church and how they like foster that. And I can't even remember some of the other like sessions I sat through. CeCe Wynez was there and talking about just your identity as a person and, you know, your name and how important your name is and, and keeping a good name in the music industry um, specifically. And so just getting to learn from so many amazing people that have already kind of like dredged a path um, in the music industry and learning from them for anyone who is like looking at you know breaking into the christian music industry that was such a great conference like it was not inexpensive to go but it was it was very worth it i can't think of anything else tanya but i feel like there's something that i didn't hit yet or we didn't talk about yet that's like missing oh my god to like promote some cool concerts yes our church typically you go to a different church now and we'll get to that too the church that we're going to typically brought in gospel groups so it was really neat because tanya went in and started bridging the gap into other music artists could i be like like selfishly it's because i wanted to meet them Okay, that's acceptable. You can admit that. We can have a confession. I'm being time. honest. Like, if I'm being honest. The first group you brought in was Sidewalk Prophets, right? And you're totally drinking out of a mug with their name on it right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm also not sponsored by, like, I'm not sponsored by any of these people. But um, <laughs> she will accept cash if you will wire it. Sup, Cho. <laughs> Sidewalk Prophets. And then, okay, y'all, I have to say, like, I am so thankful that Tanya brought in this next group because they're, like, my favorite and they're her favorite. But do, 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 ooh, ooh. but we brought, she brought in, I had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you showed up. I showed up. I did. I Dude, if I didn't show up to an I Am They concert... Something's that was wrong. Like anticlimactic. We like built it up and then we just like threw the name in there. I'm and, sorry, like, that was my fault. We had I am the <laughs> <laughs> slipped that in earlier. Let me just brag on I am they for a second. They're they're getting up their name, they're growing in number. Is similar to um Ren Collective in the sense that it's fun natured and vibrant. So lively, but so yes. worshipful. So oh. worshipful. We don't have a whole lot of time, but like, what was the biggest challenge and the biggest joy with bridging the gap between a local church and bigger named artists? I think it was just learning the process. Like, I knew nothing about the process, and I, th- I think a lot of people, and I, I do look back to thinking I probably bit off more than I could chew in regards to like, um, you know, starting with Sidewalk Profits. I mean, that was like, a lot. You- <laughs> that was a lot. Like, they brought a lot of people. There was like 18 people that came with them. That was just really cool. And I think, I think the biggest like thing was, like I said, just like learning that process and learning how it all worked and seeing how many people were involved and how many people we needed to have involved and just the Lord worked it all out. Like it was, it was crazy. And it was I wild. think people thought I was crazy. You might have been. I might have been a little crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think people. Um, 
some people thought that like like I said like I was biting off more than I could chew but like I didn't know any different because right. that was my first that was the first one yeah so, like you had nothing to everything compare based to. off of that and I think that made the second concert so much easier <laughs> because I was, like, I was like oh I was like oh I haven't heard from anyone for like four weeks but so I guess I guess they're gonna still show up like I guess they're gonna still come and they did yeah. it all worked out it was great yeah and I think also too like introducing people to a band they may not have known like i think there were some people at the church that like didn't know of sidewalk prophets or didn't know of i am they but like being that like no dude they're amazing Mm -hmm. like they're worth it like it's it was worth all of the work and i remember um when sidewalk prophets their concert started my mom came over and like put her arm around me and was like you know i just wanted to be here for your like first concert and I just, like, was standing back and going, like, kind of like a Steve Urkel moment. Like, did I do that? Like, we did this and all this planning and preparation, like, it culminated on this, like, one night. And being able to say, like, we planned and prepped all of this. And now this band is getting to come and spread the message of the gospel to people. And I think, especially these concerts, I think it's um, not as much as... I feel like it does reach the lost in some ways, but just encouraging the family and the encouraging the body of christ you know if you ask a lot of them like they would say the same thing it's not about me it's about what the lord is able to do through our our gifts and the avenues and the platforms that he's given us but just really encouraging the body of christ i think it's great um to be able to be a part of that and and getting to meet them is pretty cool too like all those guys i thought like initially that i would get to like hang out i was like i'm gonna be like hang out with sidewalk puppets all day long like just gonna like talk you said you were like running around around. but even in the connections that i did make with them um a funny story like they came off the bus and dave the their lead singer was coming in and trying to find where catering was and the food and uh, i saw him walking towards the kitchen and he, I was like, can I help you? And he's like, oh, I'm trying to find catering. And I was like, okay, like, I could take you over to where the food is. And so we're like walking over and he's like, my, my name's Dave. Like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I know that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but but the words that came out of my mouth were like, oh yeah. Like trying to play it cool. Like I'm cool. And I was like, my name's Tanya. I'm going to show you where catering is. And then I like ran over to the kitchen. I was like, I just met Dave from Sidewalk Province. Like <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it's like totally fangirled. In all of that, like they are so down to earth. They were good. So good from beginning to end. Just like super helpful. And I, you know, I kept saying like, this is the first concert like this I've done. Like I know exactly, I know nothing of what I'm doing. I'm totally relying on like you guys to like tell me what you, I need to do. And they were like, that's okay. Like Jamie, who was their promotional, you know, person, their kind of their ticketing person, um, said like, I just started at this job too, and like we, she's mm-hmm. like, we could be new together. Well, and I, I in, in addition to that too, like I had made this sign. Uh, it was just like we're ready for something different, like welcoming them, and they all signed it, like Sidewalk Prophets and Bon Ray and all their people, and someone's mom signed it. I don't know whose mom signed it, but it just says Mama on it. <laughs> it's like someone's you- mom signed it, and they, even the dog that was with them signed it. Like it was just so cool, and so I have this like memento, like this like you know this white just like poster framed and hanging in my room now, just as like a memory of that and. That's, that's so really cool. cool. Um, and then with I Am They, as I was planning that, again, just another great experience. Um, and I've had great experiences. I'm sure people have had probably some negative experiences with groups. But, I'm, you know, I'm my sure. experience with the Christian music industry up to this point has been great. Like, that connection, that networking that you get is so cool. Yeah. And, like, the fact that the Lord has opened that door and showed me a side of the music industry that I never even knew existed. And 
just being able to promote and set up and, and allow for these artists that you know, have something to say and that the Lord is using them to be a part of that is so cool. And it's behind the scenes and that's okay. And yeah. so sometimes then I, you know, as I'm standing at the back of the gymnasium, you know, um, watching Sidewalk Prophets, I thought back to Winter Jam with Jeremy Camp and the Lord saying, yeah. this is what I have for you. I'm like, all right, Lord. And it's just so cool how what the Lord has for us is so different than what we could even imagine. And that moment when I felt the Lord saying, I have this for you, I thought I was in Jeremy's spot. That's where my mind was. But I'm like, Lord, I'm seeing that it could be totally different. It could be someone behind the scenes. This is a big stadium, but there's so much that goes into this. Yeah. And that, that word of this, or I have this for you. Like, what does this look like? And the Lord has been showing me so many things of what this could look like. I have to say, in, in the whole God having this for you, mm-hmm. but I think it's really neat that God brought you from that church to another and mm-hmm. that out of the blue, this opportunity to become a worship leader yeah. in a smaller congregation mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. That really says it all right there. It came out of nowhere. I mean, like, I'm just doing my thing, following the advice that I've been given of grow where you're planted and, you know, embracing that and and just getting involved and really digging my roots deep into the church where I had been for 26 years of life. I'm 26 years old. So if you do the math, (laughs) that's my entire life. So much math. (laughs) So much math. It's so hard. I just did that math for you guys so you didn't have to do it. But like, bless you where the Lord's, you know, had planted me. And out of the blue, I get a a message, an email from our worship director. He said, you know, as much as I would hate to see you leave, I just feel like I should let you know about this opportunity Mm. for you to pray about and consider. And And like one or two other people told you about this And the same weekend, in the exact same weekend, two other people also sent me this job listing. And so I kind of started saying, all right, Lord, like, this is weird. (laughs) Also, side note, another God thing in the same weekend that I got these emails and messages from people was a music festival. The night that I got the first email, Jeremy camp was closing out the concert that night Ah! and like chills as I'm like saying, I had to leave early because I had to be up early the next morning when I got the email. And then I realized put two and two together that Jeremy camp was closing that night out. Like I just got like chills all over my body and it's just, it may have been nothing. It might not have been a God thing, but like... But doesn't God do that sometimes just to remind us? Yeah, yeah. And so I considered it and prayed about it. And I met with our senior pastor and talked to him about it. And I had so many, within that week, so many poignant like meetings, like God meetings with people or God moments with mm-hmm. people. Like, yeah. And then I applied for the position and, you know, got an interview the next week. And the next week found out that they offered me the position and it's just... <laughs> And that I was going to be starting in like three weeks. And so it's just, it really happened crazy, like crazy time span. And the Lord operated me from that, my home church and planted me somewhere else. But they have been so welcoming. And I was just telling Rachel earlier when we were eating dinner that like, I felt like I've been there for years from like the first Sunday, the first interaction that I had with the people there um, that have been going there for years. I was going to even say something that I love about you is you've tried all these different things and grown Mm -hmm. as a performer and as a person. 
not everyone's path is going to be the same as yours, but like, what would you say to someone that is young and starting out and interested in performing? Yeah, I would say the same advice that I was given before I was getting ready to audition for The Voice, um, which was just open call. Like, it was nothing. It was really fun. Nothing came of it, obviously. But um, before I got to do that, I Mark Lowry was at the church and... Um, I got to do a meet and greet with him and asked him like what advice he would have for somebody who felt the Lord calling them into music ministry. And the advice he gave me and I've had from pretty much everybody that I've asked that question to is to grow where you're planted. And that sounds super like, duh, but it is so true. It's like, especially for me and I think a lot of people that want to like break into the music industry or do you know things with music, like they think they have to make it happen for themselves and they think that they have to like do all this work which there is that but I think it's really been I've learned a lot of like taking the opportunities that the Lord has brought my way and and praying about them prayerfully considering them um but just taking those little steps of faith of you know that push to join the choir and then that push to do more with music and maybe join the worship team and just every little step that I took was a step of faith and the Lord used that and there's so many things now that I'm doing you as a worship director you know at a church which I never thought would have happened that's so crazy I'm looking back on those times of things that I learned and I'm seeing how the Lord used that experience whatever that may have been to grow and shape the worshiper that he wants me to be and I think really teaching me that it's not about it's not about me it's about him and bringing honor and glory to him and I'm just a lead worshiper and that's what I am and that's kind of where it stops like I'm just worshiping the Lord and I'm just bringing everybody else along and um, Mm -hmm. I think that's great well peeps that's about all we have time for but yeah were we driving in a car no we weren't um, we both had we to drive. We do a driving interview sometime. I really want to. I'm slightly concerned about sound quality. Oh. But you know what? Who cares? Who cares? We got this cool pop filter. <laughs> Made out of pantyhose over a hanger. You should patent this because now I've just told it. You should Pretty patent it before sure. like, other people like steal your idea. Pretty sure I got this off the internet already. You shouldn't have told me that because I like like thought that you. Like, you thought I'm sorry. I should have let you think I was a genius. Yeah. Long story short, build relationships, mm-hmm. grow up where you're planted. Yeah. Love Jesus. Yeah. And the rest will follow. Yeah, pretty much. The rest is history. This is what God has for you, but this could look like anything. Could look like yeah, anything. Only He knows what this is. He knows, he knows. Maybe that's a Jeremy Camp song. Is it? Oh! <gasps> okay, we gotta end this. <laughs> You're Instagramming? Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Kerr just liked my photo. I gotta see which one she liked. Listen, you. Okay, I'm this, is, kidding. this is the girl. Hannah Kerr. <laughs> like, comment on my. Yeah. Listen, listen to her Christmas album. <laughs> Guys, it's October, and she's already listening to Christmas music. Don't judge me. I'm just stating the facts. Listen, I was by myself. Nobody else heard it but me. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end this podcast. It's been real, guys. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. And it has been real fun. It has. It has. See you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.